Welcome to Thomasville Insights with the City of Thomasville. On the podcast, we'll talk to experts on everything from Thomasville history and events to daily operations and city business, all while having some fun in the process. We're your hosts, Christy Owens and Ashlyn Johnson. Welcome to this edition of Thomasville Insights with the City of Thomasville. I'm Christy Owens, and I'm excited to have Ashlyn Johnson joining me with co-host duties today on our podcast. Welcome, Ashlyn. Thanks, Christy. I'm excited to be here. Well, I think we have a really great show planned today for our listeners. Um, Hopefully, we'll be providing some good tips and talking about some um, exciting initiatives that the City of Thomasville has in place. So how about we go ahead and I'll introduce our guest. We have Chris White with us. He is actually the assistant city manager, or one of our assistant city managers with the city of Thomasville. Um, and he's going to talk to us about sustained Thomasville. Welcome, Chris. Good morning, Christy. Glad to be here this morning. Thank we're, you all for this uh, time and opportunity. Yeah, we're happy to have you. And let's just get right into it. Um, sustained Thomasville, that is actually a marketing campaign that the city has launched this month in August to sort of talk about some of the initiatives and and, um, programs that we have in place that we've actually probably had in place for some time now, but it's good to kind of develop this campaign and kick it off for the community and just kind of let people know what we're doing. So I guess to me, sustainability sort of means maybe being able to meet your own needs without depleting the needs of, I guess, future generations. Um, That's kind of what I think when I think of the word sustainability, but how would you describe that maybe to our listeners and and why do you think this campaign is important for us to get out there to the community? So you're right. Um, You mentioned a lot of the things that we've been doing for a long time um, regarding sustainability um, for our community and our, you know, our, our, the world we live in, but uh, we've never really marketed that uh, to our community, maybe in the way we should. But sustainability, I think, means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, and depending on what you're talking about. But I mean, to me, it's like you described um, meeting our needs without compromising the needs of you know the future generations to come, whether that be um, natural resources and/or other uh, elements in society. And I guess really the the end goal in that, or the importance of that, I guess to me would be you know we want Thomasville to to still be vibrant. and, and protect those natural resources that we have here, you know, for as long as we can, and, and like you said, for future generations, which is yep. why this is important. Yep. Hopefully, my grandson will be able to enjoy the same you know, opportunities and um, all the beautiful things that Thomasville brings to to this area. So, when we were putting this together, um, I think our whole marketing team learned a whole lot about different programs that the city has um, that, you know have been around for a few years or some are fairly on the newer side. Um, but one of those things that first came to mind when we were putting this list together was the AMI meters, just because, um, those seem to be a popular project, um, that we all kind of have worked on at some point, but talk to us a little bit about what an AMI meter is, um, and the importance of them. So AMI stands for, uh, automated metering infrastructure. Um, the old term was AMR for automatic meter reading, but um, this is kind of brings it to a different level. But what it will allow our consumers to do is to be able to monitor and manage their own consumption, whether that be in water and or uh, electricity. And so going forward in the future, it will also allow um, consumers 
one day we'll probably encounter time of use metering or time of use energy consumption where you will purchase um, energy at a lesser rate at, a, at an off-peak uh, time, like at 2 in the morning. Not that anybody wants to do laundry <laughs> at 2 in the morning <clears throat> or, um, uh, you know, other things, but um, there probably will come a day when, when that will be, a, you know, more affordable to do so like that. Yeah. So I know we have some partnerships in place with some of our local organizations and and one thing that I was not familiar with was a partnership I guess we have in place with keep Thomas County beautiful with the storm drain markers and I've seen those around Thomasville and I really didn't know what those were about until we started you know putting this campaign together so I know those are important if, if someone sees some of those markers on our storm drains but tell us a little bit about you know the purpose of those and, and why we put those out there so that's a great uh question Christian and it's a really a great program it's, it's very simplistic if you think about it but um, it's really about educating um, our community particularly the the younger generations because you know they're the ones going to be around uh, for a while but um, we want to you know reinforce the fact that pretty much anything that lands on the street um, is going to make its way into one of those stormwater inlets, and you know, generally speaking, that that is going to make its way to a tributary or a water source somewhere. Um, here, it's going to make its way to the Oklahoma River if it doesn't get captured in between. So, you know, if you throw if you throw down a, a um, styrofoam cup, those things last for a long, long time in the environment. So, it's going to make its way to the tributary. So, we, we try to uh, put those markers on there. To show that you know, you know, there's a life cycle beyond that um, um, that discharge for that stormwater inlet. So I guess it's really too just sort of educating educating the public if they see those small markers and they're really probably only about two inches wide that you might see those marking some of those storm drains to just make them conscious of hey, right it keeps them aware you know hey what goes in here is making its way to you know where you know aquatics and fish and turtles and all yeah. our other um, you know river life lives yeah and one thing to note on that is just i think for a long time just across south georgia you know we had these pop-up rain showers and it feels like it just hails for a solid yeah. 10 minutes um part of that and i think hopefully what this will encourage people to do is not to you know blow their grass clippings or tree right. limbs or anything down because once those drains get clogged i'm sure y'all see backups happen because of that too so that's really important we do not only materials like that, but if you think about chemicals as well, right. you know, oil, mm -hmm. oils and solvents and things like that that sometimes get poured out on the on the ground. That's they make their way into that into that tributary system. So, mm -hmm. speaking um, of um, oils and fuel, I guess just with you know gas prices are are higher these days. I think people are researching different ways to get where they need to go, um, and you know electric vehicles has come up um, the city has two electric vehicle charging stations downtown um, talk to us a little bit about those stations why they're important why they were installed so those two stations they are um, what we would call a, a, sl a slow charging system but um, we do not charge for them they were designed to provide a you know charging for our um, visitors uh, that visit downtown Thomasville to have a, a location to charge their electric vehicles. Um, we will probably be adding some more in the near future. Um, I'm not sure if they'll be the same capacity of the, as those, but um, that was kind of the intent. And they do get used uh, quite often. I think when we put them in um, versus now, uh, it's up about 600% wow. in, in uh, consumption on those two uh, locations. So. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, crazy. Yeah, it really is. Um, you know, I think we were saying earlier, if you look at the uh, statistics, um, there's about seven, um, I think it's about seven million yeah. EVs uh, now, and they're anticipating that to be by 2025 north of 20 million. Yeah, that's so if you, if you think about that exponential growth, I mean, it's going to be a lot, a lot of electric vehicles on the on the roads and streets. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot. One of the the programs that I'm really not that familiar with, other you know than just sort of what I've read when, like I said, we've been putting together this marketing campaign is some of the initiatives we already have in place at our landfill. Um, and one of them is the methane flare setup. And like I said, I was really interested in how that sort of works and operates. So what can you tell us um, a little bit more about that program? So our landfill, um, oftentimes it gets referred to as, as the county dump or the city dump, but it's, it's not a dump. It is a um, you know, highly engineered subtitle D um, landfill, line landfill. Um, that when we say line, that means there's a, a, a liner that captures all of the what we call leachate, which is uh, garbage juice. <laughs> favorite <laughs> favorite term, garbage juice. <laughs> but it, it keeps that uh, leachate from seeping into the groundwater. Um, so we collect that, and then it is um, actually. Um, captured and then is pumped off to our wastewater treatment facility. But also in that process, when that when those material materials are um, you know, being broken down and digested over time, they put off methane gas. Mm -hmm. So we, we go in and put in uh, methane wells, um, something similar to a gas well, but it's a methane well and it captures that methane gas and it uh, transports it to a what we call our flare. So we take that methane gas, and, uh, and instead of that gas being uh, exposed or released into the atmosphere, um, we're able to capture it and burn it. Um, so it does not do that. And, you know, we get um, this part of our carbon emissions program, so uh, we do receive some federal credits for that. So it's, a, it's, been, a, it's been a good uh, venture. Yeah, I know, it's, it's, like I said, as part of this campaign, we have a lot of... Um, social media posts we have planned and some videos and and we do have a video of actually of that um that methane flare set up and and you know it's going to be interesting for the community to kind of see that whole process so i'm excited to sort of get some of these videos out there and let people actually see how this works and um what you know these initiatives that we have in place yeah we've had that system in place for uh, gosh probably eight or eight or nine years now and it's it's, uh, it's done well and uh, we're actually uh, we have a um, adding on to the, what we call a well field uh, in 23. So I think we'll spend about four, about 400,000 is what's budgeted for that. So it's not inexpensive, but I mean, we do feel it's important. I know um, I had never been out to the landfill until a couple months ago when we were working on this campaign. And so we went out there and took some pictures um, and got some video, but that is a very interesting um, experience. If you've never done it, just taking a tour of it, I I was very conscious of what I put in the trash can after I left there. It's crazy. It's very sombering, really. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And we, you know, we take in about uh, five to six hundred tons of uh, what we call MSW, municipal solid waste or garbage, a day. Mm -hmm. uh, we, as a society, um, use and, and dispose of a lot of material. Yeah. Yes. So we all need to do a better job of, you know, repurpose, reuse, and recycle when you can. Yeah. And I know too, um, you know, 
We do sometimes have a lot of people in our community that don't understand recycling and, and the efforts that we have tried to put in place in the past for recycling, but there just aren't a lot of companies out there right now There's that not. are able to buy, you know, those materials from us. Right. Yeah, plastics is, uh, the market for plastics is really diminished uh, to a point where we're not able to do anything with plastics. Um, we still uh, recycle cardboard, corrugated cardboard, most of that, and then obviously, um, you know, aluminum and, and metal are, are, are real well, but plastics not so much, unfortunately. And, and we generate a lot of plastics, um, you know, water bottles and other uh, beverage bottles and a lot of that. Most of the, like you see these, um, the larger plastic containers like buckets and things like for detergents, they're not necessarily a, a good recyclable product anyway, but there's a lot of misconception yeah, on that. So talking a little bit about reusing um, materials, the city of Thomasville, this was one of the things that I learned through this program, and, and Chris, you did a great job of explaining it to me, um, is that we have a reclamation pile um, for things like old concrete, different masonry materials um, <clears throat> that actually gets crushed and reused. So talk a little bit about that program and the benefits of it. So as a city, we are always doing something. You know, I think everybody recognizes that digging up the world but we're <laughs> replacing you know sidewalks and roads and curbs and gutters and all that material um and instead of taking that um material out to our landfill and then you know filling up space in that landfill we take it to a uh, staging area and until we accumulate a large enough pile and then we'll bring in a third-party contractor with what's what we call a tub grinder Ashland was fascinating fascinated by the tub grinder. <laughs> I would like to see <laughs> that when it, it happens. It doesn't grind, grind tubs, but it, uh, they call it a tub grinder. But um, it, it's basically a giant blender, if you will. I mean, you know, like a food processor, but instead of food, you're processing concrete, steel, asphalt, you know, masonry products. So it takes and pulverizes that into uh, a, a material that you can reuse for uh, road base and things like that, field dirt. Yeah. So. I just thought it'd be very stress relieving to watch all of that just be crushed, yeah. you know? <laughs> it probably would be. Yeah, I mean, you can go on uh, the YouTube and see things like, and this is a different version of Tub Grinder, but they, you know, you're taking a whole automobile and throwing mm -hmm. it in, into this, and mm -hmm. it out pulverizes, comes, you know, shredded metal yeah. From, yeah. A, from a full vehicle. But I guess you were telling me it actually saves the city money to be able to reuse some of it this. It does. So instead of having to go out and purchase that material from a dirt yard or a um, you know, another supplier, then we've got that, that we've recycled it. So works out well. It's yeah. a win-win. What about um, some solar initiatives? I know that I believe we have sort of a, a plan in place or um, a program in place with Walmart about um, some solar um, initiatives. Can you tell us a little bit about that? We do. So um, Walmart um, engaged uh, Electric Cities of Georgia, um, who we are a member of, and uh, they wanted to have, and I forget the percentage, but um, a certain percentage of their portfolio in Georgia to be solar driven. And uh, obviously we want to participate in that as well. So um, we have a Walmart retail space here as, as well as uh, Red King Fisher which is a packaging plant so we had a little bit more at stake than some of the other communities with just a retail so we went out and uh, we secured uh, 10 megawatts of solar from uh, MEAG or Municipal Electric Authority of Georgia on behalf of the Walmart initiative 
So we actually have a little bit of extra capacity left over in that in that solar uh, package that we can, you know, broker off to another mm -hmm. customer if they choose to use that. But mm -hmm. hopefully that'll be online in 2024. Okay. I believe so. So it's a big project. Yeah. So these are just, you know, we've just sort of probably touched the the tip of the um, iceberg as far as talking about some of these initiatives um, that we have in place. But again, this this campaign, you know, we really wanted to get out to the community to just sort of educate them and, and let them know what we're doing and, and yeah. um, you know, how, like I said, how we want to keep Thomasville, um, you know, protected for future generations. So is there anything else you can think of that maybe the community, individual citizens could possibly do? Or is it just more of just be aware of what we're doing and, you know, if you can recycle um, in some of the ways um, the products that the city does take, maybe those small initiatives that people can do at home, but can you think of anything else I could possibly do to, to assist with, with this program? Well, like you mentioned, the, the, the reuse and repurpose materials instead of, you know, I mean, recycling is important too, but, you know, if we could keep that material out of our landfill, that's, I mean, that's a win-win for, for everyone, just think about that. I've tried to change my behavior with with water, uh, bottled water, and and not use that as much because you know every little bit helps. Uh, you know, in doing things like that. But you know, like we said on the stormwater, you know, um, be conscious about what you put on the ground and where it goes, where it's going to end up. Um, it, trash. <laughs> Um, and solid waste, all that stuff, it, it goes somewhere. It doesn't just, you know, disappear. It, it makes its way into our environment. Um, I would like to go back on, you know, we mentioned on the MEAG, which is, again, the Municipal Electrical Authority of Georgia. We, we have uh, had a lot of emphasis on <clears throat> trying to diversify that, that power portfolio. So we're about, you know, we're a member of that organization, but we are about 60% renewable energy. Now, a lot, you know, a large portion of that is nuclear, but that is considered renewable. So we're trying to phase out the, some of the dirty um, energy sources like coal. That'll probably go away in, in 2028, but we've got uh, um, about 25 megawatts of hydropower, which is, you know, very renewable, very, very green. Um, so we're proud to have that there, and then we, you know, just like I said, we added 10 megawatts of uh, solar to our to our portfolio. So over time, hope you know we want to get that number to you know maybe 90 to 100 percent renewable energy. How do we fare as far green. as other cities in Georgia, as far as what we're doing compared to what some other cities are doing? Most of the the cities in Georgia are are tied to MEAG, so they're going to have a similar portfolio. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're well ahead of some of the EMCs in Georgia Power as far as that goes. Um, but as far as the municipals, we're you know, pretty comparable to most of them. We do have more. I think we've got a little bit more solar and hydro than some of the other ones, but it balances out about the same. And we're able to actually go pull that, I think, on MEAG's website. So we were going to try to tie that into some of our marketing of, you know, pull your I think maybe they do it quarterly or monthly of your report. And our number does hang around like 60-something percent. And I think it was me and Council Member Scott Chastain that were sitting watching a presentation on it, and they showed a graph of where they wanted us to be by a certain date. And it was it was incredible the work that they're helping, you know, Chris and his team do with electric um, to, to really diversify that. And that's a really great organization to be a part of. And it's exciting for all of the customers at home to know that, you know, when they turn on their light switch or use the electricity, that it really is coming from a, a good source of energy. 
Well, thank you, Chris. We are so excited to talk about this. I know um, a lot of these projects, you know, you've had a hand in since you've been at the city. Um, so some of them are, I know, near and dear to your heart. Um, but we, we are excited to inform all of our residents and visitors about these. Um, and we hope everybody follows along during our Sustain Thomasville campaign. And make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any of our episodes. Um, and we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Well, thank y'all for having me today. It's, uh, like you said, it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. And uh, again, we've been at it a long time, just maybe not under a sustainability flag, but uh, trying to minimize the footprint that we leave here. Yep, every little bit counts. You've been listening to Thomasville Insights with the City of Thomasville. The show is produced by Christy Owens. The editor and sound technician is Austin Reams. The show's music is by Pond5.com and Envato Elements. To learn more about the city of Thomasville, visit thomasville.org or follow us on Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening app so you won't miss an episode. Thank you for listening.